What's going on, everybody? Welcome into another episode of the Take It Easy Sports Show here on ArizonaVarsity.com. Eric, this is kind of a special one. Um, episode 40, another milestone for us. Uh, in case you're new here, my name is Zach Alvira. I'm one of the co-hosts along with Eric Newman, who I've already mentioned. Um, 40 episodes, Eric. Did you ever imagine that we would kind of get to this point? I mean, we've been doing this for 40 weeks in a row now. It's kind of crazy. 40. All right. Uh, I guess that's a yes. <laughs> um not only is it our 40th episode but a very special week for you my friend and i know you hate this but you have surpassed 1000 followers on twitter and for those that don't follow either of us uh, at zach Levire on twitter at Enuman rights um we posted along with uh, at just chili a uh, pretty fun graphic um, you know, it's got like a text bubble with Eric, you know, quote unquote, texting Chili and I saying, OMG, I hit a thousand followers. Um, it's kind of got like that, you know, 90s hip hop cover art kind of feel to it just because we wanted to kind of make it as obnoxious as possible because we knew that Eric truly doesn't really care about it. But that's what's fun about this show is Eric and I like to get on each other's nerves all the time. So with that said, Eric, I'm going to open up the floor to you. A thousand followers. How'd you do it, man? E40. <laughs> no, E. I'm E40. They recognize <clears throat> when I step in the dough. Higher than a satellite full of that. <clears throat> Holla at a <clears throat> when you're ready to go. All right. Girl, I be shaking, sticking, and moving. <laughs> Trying to get to you and that. Never mind. Not yeah, going to go right. any further. Yeah. Um, But for real, man. How'd you get to a thousand followers? Like, well, we know, does it feel, I guess not how, obviously we know how people followed you, but does it, I know you don't want to make a huge deal out of this, but you know, I'm driving this bus today. I a little bit of a deal out of this. All right. Well, I'm driving this bus today, so uh, it's going to be a big deal. But in all honesty, um, is it kind of a little bit, I guess, surreal to you? I mean, obviously you have a lot of people who now follow your content and you've done a great job with it. I mean, does it feel kind of cool knowing that you get that kind of recognition and that oh, a thousand I don't people? Care. Why don't you care? I care that I'd rather have people write, uh, enjoy the content than follow my stupid tweets when I tweet about bad music takes and write stats that someone could just look up on Max Preps or whatever. I guess I appreciate all the people, but I don't. It's not something I ever look at my followers. Okay, well, let me ask you though. Um... Was it kind of annoying that we made such a big deal out of it? No, I think it's funny. Like, I don't okay. actually care that much. Um, I just did. Going behind the scenes of this show, um, a lot of times you and I just do things, like you said, um, to make fun of each other. I don't actually hate your fantasy team. I don't actually, <laughs> and you don't actually love Lady and the Tramp and all that stuff. I think we're just doing it because part of us realizes that it makes for better content if one of us is being the annoying person and the other one is kind of driving that annoyance um yeah so do i care about 1000 followers no not really at all but i'm not so averse to it that i'll actually put up a real fight um when you guys put up a funny uh graphic like that so you you said something that was pretty key to me there you said better content so Eric, my friend, I did something yesterday, along with, you know, obviously helping Andy Silvas create the graphic that you're going to find pretty funny. And it's a lot of content here. So for right now, I don't want you to say a word. 
If you laugh, great, whatever. But I just want you to sit back and listen. And you might already kind of have an idea of where this is going. I gathered most of Team AZV. I gathered some of our friends in the media business. And they all wanted to give you a shout out for hitting 1,000 followers. Yeah. And this is something that I honestly, Eric, you know, I, I gloat to you as a joke because I know like you're going to make fun of me for it. You know, I've won a couple awards for my writing. You know, I've done some very big stories like the, you know, the email scandal thing, whatever. This honestly might be my favorite thing I've ever done in my career so far. And I'm not even exaggerating. Like this is probably one, because it's funny Two because I know it's going to get on your nerves, but three, just because truthfully, I mean, the, the content that you've put out, I mean, it's been amazing. So you're one of my best friends, obviously. I want to do something for you. But you know I can't be serious about it. And you know how Team AZB is. I wouldn't is. We let can't you be... be serious about it anyway. I would feel real. I would feel more uncomfortable if you were actually like congratulatory and yeah. legitimately happy for me about that. that okay, so. Her jokes. <laughs> I'm excited. I'm nervous, but I'm excited. So with that being said, I want you to sit back and just listen. Feel free to laugh, whatever. Um, but some of our friends wanted to uh give you a nice little shout out and uh tell you how much they're proud of you when it comes to a thousand followers and how much you inspire all of them as well so uh, let's take a listen to that hey what up it's your boy chili and i really got to show some love to my guy eric who's been holding me down since about day 378 since i met him and i can't say enough about him and all the accomplishments that i've uh had since i met him and he's brought so much light into my life uh Thanks for bringing me all these followers and all these supporters, and congratulations on 1K. Hey, Eric, it's Ralph. Ralph Amsden, in case you know more than one Ralph. I just wanted to say congratulations on 1,000 followers. I know that every single time you send out a tweet, you're thinking about how are my followers going to engage with this? Is it going to spark joy in their lives? I know that's the stuff that goes through your head. Some people out there, they're all about being genuine, but you you do things for that follower count. You you work to build your brand and I respect it. You got a thousand followers. That's like 988 more than Jesus had. So uh, yeah, congratulations. You're like at least three times as popular as Jesus. I know that that was something that you set out to do early on and I'm proud of you, man. I'm proud of what you have accomplished. A thousand followers, can't believe it. Can't believe it. You're the best. Hello to everyone on the EZ Sports Show, now 40 episodes strong. Uh, This is Chris Eaton here with an audio fast fact. Congratulations to Eric Newman for surpassing 1,000 Twitter followers. Uh, While it's not Super Bowl big, it's certainly Manchester City Liverpool big. Hey, Eric, it's Sandy. I just want to say congratulations on hitting 1,000 on Twitter. That is huge. That is such a big milestone. 1,000 people get to see your tweets every single day they get to enjoy that great eric dry humor that we all love congratulations the sky is the limit nothing can stop you you inspire me eric i just wanted to first congratulate you on a thousand followers Uh, it's really a monumental uh, achievement Um, it's it's neat to be one of the first 1000 knowing that you know, we're well on our way to 100,000 and then a million followers to your account. Um, 
it feels good to know that I was kind of part of the, you know, that first big wave of followers. But um, I just wanted to also just, you know, thank you for, for the great content that, that you put up through Arizona Varsity and, um, and all your other channels. Um, it's really an inspiration to, I know everybody at, at Arizona Varsity, me who's, who's you know, on, on the outside kind of reading your guys' stuff. Um, and really just as, as a human being that I just find your, your work ethic and the quality of your work to be just really inspirational. Um, you know, I, I know every morning I, I try and kind of align myself with what I want to accomplish for the day. Um, and I know using the Eric Newman model of success um, is going to put me on the right path to really accomplishing all of my personal dreams. So I just I'm want sorry, to thank you for being um, an exemplary model for how to do things the right way and, and how to just, you know, do great work no matter what field it is. So congratulations on a thousand and, and good luck on the next million. Hey buddies, it's Jordan Ham. Um, e, congratulations on the big milestone. I know Zach wants me to get overly sappy here and this is tongue in cheek and everything, but I want to get legitimately, uh, appropriately sappy here. Maple syrup sappy, okay? Uh, <laughs> e, you do an awesome job. You bust your ass. You very quietly go about your business. It's been really cool to watch you go from a Cronkite student uh, that was a little bit lippy to a <laughs> teammate that is still a little bit lippy but does an awesome job and just no matter what the adversity has been uh, for you the past year, you've busted your ass. You've done an awesome job uh, and you're telling cool stories and there's a lot of people that will talk about all the stuff they're doing. You're just going out and doing it and that's awesome to see. Uh, I can only hope that Sarah and I have as charming a back and forth as you do with Zach. We hope to be as funny an old married couple as you two are because this podcast is highly entertaining. It brings me joy. You both do a great job. I appreciate you uh, both in my life and the appropriately maple syrup uh, sappiness has stopped and I hope you have a great day. Hey, congratulations. 1,000. Wow, what a milestone. Many more to come. I'm sure you'll get to a chili status, 7,000 plus in no time. Anyway, I'm up, way up, up top at Pinnacle High School. About to watch a little uh, Pinnacle Mountain Point game. Enjoy the day, Eric, and many more accomplishments to come. See ya. Eric Newman, it's Arizona Varsity football analyst Cody Cameron. I'm here to tell you how proud I am of your accomplishment. I know this is something that you've been trying to work for for years now. And it's, it's a goal that you've had at the top of your list for so long. And uh, you achieved it. And I know you worked your butt off to get to where you are. And, man, you're really not only an inspiration to all the kids in the state, but myself, man. I, I have viewed you as a role model for so long. And I just can't tell you enough how proud I am of you to finally reach 1,000 followers on Twitter. <laughs> man I'm excited for you we're gonna celebrate this is big I appreciate you man you are the best congrats to a thousand hey Eric it's Andrew uh, intern at Arizona Varsity congratulations on reaching 1,000 followers on Twitter uh, you've been a huge inspiration 
uh, for me and for the oh, entire no. high school uh, sports community. So thank you for everything you do. Um, keep it up the good work. Um, and once again, congrats on a thousand followers. What's going on, everybody? It's Alex Simpson with Rivals.com. Got to congratulate my guy, Eric Newman, on a thousand followers. State. The GOAT. Congratulations, brother. Big things ahead. Eric Newman, my friend. This is your friend, Lance. Congrats on the insane milestone. You're up to 1,025 Twitter followers. Congrats to the undisputed king of high school basketball coverage down at Arizona Varsity, as far as I'm concerned. Keep it up, man. I've been loving your work lately. Congratulations, Newman. You got 1,000 followers. It's time to get you that blue check mark for the verification. I want to congratulate uh, Eric Newman. This is Rick Garrett from Chandler High School on your uh, official 1K followers, man. Getting the big time. Congratulations. Hey, Eric. This is Daryl. Uh, I just want to say congratulations on that 1K. That's a big accomplishment. I know you don't know me, and I don't know you. But, hey, maybe I'll give you a follow. Who's Daryl? Uh, but again, congratulations. Now it's hashtag get that blue check mark. How, how, what do you think? Who's Daryl? Uh, one of my friends I play football with. <laughs> That's, the fact that he got Rick Garrettson and some guy named Daryl made the whole thing. That was crazy. I hope That's why I put them at the end. That was so funny. <laughs> uh, I, I loved that. Um, you know, I'm not one to, I don't love the spotlight, but... The only time I like being in it is I'm happy to have people kind of tongue in cheek make fun of me. That was really cool to listen to. Yeah. And, and a little background for those that um, listen to that, obviously. Uh, the first one who didn't introduce himself was Gabe. Uh, obviously, he's a huge interactor when it comes to our show and uh, the listeners and everything like that does a great job. I mean, honestly, I want to make him a member of Team AZV officially, but he already is kind of unofficially that member. Um, the other one who was high above uh, the Pinnacle Gymnasium was uh, the uh, the GOAT himself, Greg Rosenberg. Um, and, you know, obviously there was a lot of, uh, you know, funny things in there. Like I said, I, I it was funny because I went out to Chandler football actually yesterday. We're recording this on Wednesday. It's February 24th. I went out there on Tuesday um, kind of to check out the new weight room. It just got finished, everything like that. And I was sitting there and I was actually with Chili and I was like, Hey, Chili, let me go record your part for Eric. And then we did that. And I was like, man, how funny would it be if I just got like Coach Garrison? Because obviously it'd be super random. Like Eric hasn't really covered the East Valley in well over a year at this point. So I, I approached him. I was like, I was like, Coach G, I need a favor from you. And of course, Coach G is awesome. So he, you know, he did it without hesitation. Um, yeah. And I think I've, I've talked to him once or twice. I don't yeah. even know if he knows who I am. No, he does. Um, I had to kind of explain a little bit. I'll be honest. I'll be like, yeah, he does my podcast with me, covers the West Valley. He's like, oh, that's right. I know Eric. Um, so, you know, I had him do it. And then I was like, how can I make this even, you know, funnier? And I was like, I was actually texting with my buddy, Daryl, who I play football with. I've known him for about five or six years now. We've played on the same team almost every, well, pretty much every year up until this point. Uh, one of my best friends also in, in you know, outside of media. Um kind of in the real world i guess you can say quote unquote but um i was like you know what how random would it be if just someone just like hey this is daryl like and i knew eric immediately would be like who <laughs> so um I love you know i had and i i approached him i was like look man i need you to do this for me he's like okay like and he was like and then of course with him i was like yeah man you'll be on my podcast he's like oh right on bet little does he know that you know it's not that big of a deal to be on our podcast but um 
you know, you don't know that now, and you know that now, Daryl. But you know, hey, thanks again. Um, so I just, thanks, you know, I was like, man, I want to be your friend too, Daryl. He's a good guy, man. He's a really good guy. So uh, that that was kind of my thing. I was like, how can I really make this super funny? And it was to me, it was Coach G since I was there, and obviously just someone random that you have no idea who it is. And Daryl doesn't even have a Twitter account, which is the best part. Um, so so. Um, yeah, that was that was something I wanted to put together yesterday. I finished it um, kind of late last night, just because I I finished it right when I got home from practice. Actually, my own football practice. So, uh, but in all seriousness, Eric, for real though, you're my best friend. You're like a brother to me. Um, aside from the followers, obviously, you have absolutely killed it with content lately. Um, Arizona Varsity is booming because of you, because of Chris Eaton um you know jared cohen's put out a lot of great stuff but i mean you literally have a new article almost every like two or three days and it's been awesome so seriously you've been doing amazing and i've said it before and i'll say it again someone please hire this man um because he deserves to be back in sports full-time for sure um hope you enjoyed it though right like that was funny yeah, that was hilarious uh okay cool. but can uh, I, and i'm gonna say thank you um Thank you to everyone. Thank you to you, Zach. I know that that kind of thing takes a long time to put together. Uh, not really. But if it's okay with you, I'd like to move on because I'm not very good at taking compliments, nor do I like being in the spotlight. Right on, right on. Hey, I will say, um, I did try to find your dad's email to try to get him to do something. But I realized that when we invited him onto the show before, I asked you like on here what his email address was, and you didn't actually text it to me. That I think would have been the icing on the cake to have your dad come on and crack would a few jokes it, and everything. We would have hammed it up so much. I know, and that that I really wish I would have been. I literally searched probably for like thirty minutes through all of our texts, dating back to like June, to see if I could find his email. But I think you told it to me in person, so I didn't actually. Mm. Um, well, you want to hear yeah. a funny story about my dad? Is he? Yep. He got it. Uh, he got on Twitter um, because of me. And he wanted to start following my stuff. And he decided to, um, for those of you who don't know, my dad is a doctor. He um, he loves writing. Um, he writes a monthly column on humor and medicine for the uh, American, uh, for ACP magazine. I forget what it stands for. Um, and they're just the most ridiculous things. And he wanted to share those. Um, but he, being a, an old man now, um, forgot his Twitter login and he forgot the email that goes to his Twitter login. So he's got however many followers now, but he just can't get on his page. Uh, so yeah, I'm glad he didn't try to get through him to him through that. Um, so Jamie, uh, if this gets posted on Twitter, you won't be able to see it. I'll have to send it to you. Um, but I'll pretend that you said something funny to me in there too. Right on, right on. Uh, now that we got you know kind of the the fun part of the show out of the way let's move on to um something that you actually brought up to me so uh Saban Lee went to Corona del Sol I actually remember seeing him play against Arizona State at Vanderbilt I actually covered that game a few years back um really I mean obviously a very very good player he just went off for the Pistons and you know for me being from Michigan being from you know just outside of Detroit um anytime the Pistons have something good happen it's like you know, obviously a breath of fresh air doesn't happen very often, unfortunately, but um, Saban Lee, man, I mean, just more talent representing Arizona, especially on, 
obviously basketball's biggest stage. Pretty cool. Yeah, absolutely. He was one of the first interviews I ever did of a high school athlete here. Uh, and there's no way he'd remember me. It was three or four years ago, whatever, <laughs> when he was at Corona. And I was just a Cronkite student. Um, I covered a Corona del Sol playoff game um, with him and Alex Barcelo was on that team now at BYU. Um, and they they were in the playoffs and they won pretty easily in the game I saw. Um, but it's cool seeing that. And what's really cool about it is he was um, he was not the most highly touted prospect. I don't think he was even the leading scorer on that team. I think he might have been the second leading. And then he spent three years at Vanderbilt. You see a lot of these guys go one and done now, um, things like that. And he kind of ran his own path, uh, played in a played in the SEC for a while. Um, what was it? Three years, maybe. I think so. Um, yeah. And drafted in the second round. Um, and you know, the guys there don't get projected as high and he, to come out and, you know, have a 20 point game in the NBA is amazing. Uh, super athletic and, you know, just an awesome accomplishment. We love seeing the local people from here that grew up in this area doing great at the next level. Um, and he's just one of them that, um, I think we'll see, we're going to have some NBA NFL guys. Um, obviously the guys from Saguaro that are playing for the Cardinals, um, mm -hmm. Spencer Rattler's doing well for Oklahoma and uh, the list just goes on. Yeah. And, and, you know, I have to throw in Brock Purdy, obviously. Yep. Um, you know, I actually just put out a story today about Taylor Mauser, who's actually the tight ends coach at Iowa state. Um, He's been kind of the one that's created this like pipeline of sorts from Arizona to Iowa State. I mean, I think I've mentioned it before, but Iowa State's going to have six guys from Arizona on their roster next year. And they just got done offering Karan Adams and they offered a few other. I mean, Lance Holtzclaw from Desert Ridge. Um, I think they extended an offer to Demond Williams over at at uh, Basha and also uh, Wyatt Milkovich at Basha as well. So, um you know, when you have someone like Mauser, who is a Chandler native, he went to Basha, played football at Basha. He knows the area. Um, it kind of draws kids in, which is pretty cool. So kind of just a side point to uh, to what you said there. But um, All-Stars were announced for the NBA. And I don't know if it's surprising that Devin Booker got snubbed because, I mean, People clearly don't respect the Suns. They don't respect him as a player, um, which is ridiculous anyway. But, I mean, were you surprised? I mean, the Phoenix Suns have one of the best records in the NBA right now. I think they're fourth in the West, and they didn't have anybody selected for the All-Star game. Does that surprise you? It's Chris Paul. Huh? Chris Paul was what? selected. Oh, that's right. Okay, my bad. Chris Paul was selected. But yes, okay. so Devin Booker didn't get selected, and it is surprising and not. Um, I think if you were just going objectively based on the stats and the winning and everything, you would put him in. But last year, the argument was, yeah, he's putting up great stats, but the team doesn't win. Now he's putting up stats and the team does win. So it, it doesn't really make sense. I, I think there's a chance that if Anthony Davis isn't able to play, he'll be a replacement. Um, two years in a row. Yeah. That would happen. Yeah. Well, not so, with Anthony Davis, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so he'll be able to be there, I suppose. Um, but it, it's just crazy. The um, the skill that guy has um, and the respect he gets don't match up. Um, 
and we watch the Suns uh, as the local team a lot. Um, yeah. uh, obviously, they they've gotten more nationally televised games, but I still just don't think that they have um, the same level of um, broadcast and uh, the the notoriety that some of the other teams do. So maybe that's why um, there are some other guys that um, you know you could argue a lot of different dudes, but the West is so stacked right now with talent. And I think that's part of it as well. Do you think though, like, obviously we've got team LeBron and then it's team Durant, right? I, that sounds about right. Yeah. So don't you think if these two guys are drafting players for their all-star teams, don't you think at that point we should just throw out the voting process? And just let them decide between all the guys around the league. Just say, hey, look, you got you can choose 10 players or 15 players, whatever, to come with you uh, and be a part of your team. I mean, at that point, Devin Booker would be a shoe in because LeBron said himself that Devin Booker is an all star. So do you think the voting process is even necessary anymore if you're just going to let, you know, the players choose who they want on their teams anyway? Theoretically, you're right. It should be that. Yeah. But. You know, it might end up being that LeBron or Durant just pick their friends. Um, maybe J.R. Smith gets picked as one of the all-stars because he just, LeBron wants to play with that guy and you leave someone real out. Um, but no, I mean, it makes sense. These guys, they theoretically know who the best players are. They go against them all the time. Um, so it, it, it doesn't quite make sense that Devin Booker was snuffed, but I can see why i think the voting is fun because it gets a a pulse for who the most popular players are and that's what the starters are uh and year after year i remember very specifically yao ming was a starter eight years in a row um, because he was obviously great he should have been an all-star um i don't know that he should have been the starting center every single year but it was a gauge of who the most popular player was um there's no doubt especially with all the chinese people that loved him um that he was one of the 10 most popular people. And so I like the idea that the coaches pick the others, but um, it obviously has shown that there's been some issues um, if Devin Booker's not being selected. Yeah, it just doesn't make a lot of sense to me, I guess. I don't know. But I guess that's why, you know, we just talk about it and they actually get paid to, you know, put it all together and the logistics side of things. Um, Let's move on to high school sports here in Arizona. Um, we are going to be talking about the rankings a little bit. The latest ones just came out on Tuesday. Um, are you so backstory or a little bit of like, you know, backstory. Yeah. To this, uh, Mesa, who is currently, I think 11 or 12 and one. I can't, I think they did win last night. Um, if they played, yeah. I can't remember exactly, but, um, anyway, they, beat Sunny Slope, who at the time was the number one team in 6A. And then the new rankings come out and they move up from three to two and Sunny Slope stays at number one. Now, I get the whole like, you know, the head to head matchup type of deal where, you know, obviously you would assume that Mesa would be ahead of them. But Sunny Slope's schedule has been, I think, a little bit tougher. It's been much which tougher. Is- um, yeah, Sunny Slope, which is probably the reason why. Run rampant through. It's it's a computer ranking. 
um, yeah. at the end of the day, and they have a formula, and it goes off of the um, it goes off of the strength of schedule. And Mesa beat them; they beat them by two points. But Sunny Slope has just played it so many games uh, in such a little time against great teams. They um, every single one has been a, a, a fight. They've played. It hasn't been any easy. Um, wins the only one that they've won by a, a big margin was at Shadow Ridge and that's not an easy one either um but they I don't know I think yes you could argue that Mesa should be the number one because they beat them but um if it's going specifically on a computer ranking I don't think that even is taken into consideration um and I think it just tells it shows how much parity um there is in boys basketball um, and I mean, girls also, there's not a clear number one, um, absolute favorite as there has been in years past. Yeah. And I guess the latest rankings actually came out today. I forgot that they do Tuesday through Friday. Yeah, so rankings. they officially are at Sunny Slopes one, Perry two, Mesa three. Yep. So Perry, which got jumped by Mesa yesterday is now back at the number two spot. Yeah. They had a dominant You've- win last night over Red Mountain. Um, yeah point wins so that that'll make a difference yeah mesa beat up on tucson um which you know obviously strength of schedule is going to play a factor there so um then you've got highland at number four who had a an impressive win over mountain point who's at number five um who looked very good against desert vista um and then you've got the uh the high scoring liberty lions who i know you've done a story on because they essentially just i mean they're like they have like four or five Steph Curry's on their team where they can just pull up from yeah. anywhere on the court. They're probably shooter, stinking. shooter squad. Yeah. Then you've got Brophy at seven, who has probably played the toughest schedule overall. Um, I think Brophy anyway, maybe a really tough schedule. Yeah. Um, Hamilton at eight, Basha at nine, which Basha was like at one point, the number two or three teams, so they've kind of slipped up a little bit, but as of right now, they're still in the playoffs. So um, they're okay. I think they're pretty safe actually. Uh, Desert Ridge, who played Sunny Slope pretty well last night, um, not too bad anyway. And they they've actually beaten Mountain Point as well. They kind of they upset the pride earlier on this season. Uh, Valley Vista, who has also played a very very hard schedule, um, but they're also a very young team. So they're sitting at number eleven, Chandler twelve, Desert Vista thirteen, Chaparral fourteen, uh, Mountain View fifteen, Red Mountain sixteen. So I would say if you're anywhere from that you know, third, eh, maybe like 14 to 16 spot. Um, you know, you're on the bubble for sure. Desert Vista kind of depends on how they do in the next, you know, stretch of games to close out the final like week and a half, two weeks of the season. Um, but I think they're going to be okay. Um, but on the outside looking in, you've got Pinnacle, Shadow Ridge and Rinson. And then I'll even go with O'Connor at number 20. Going to be a little difficult for some of those teams, I think, to try to bump one of the teams out to make it into the top 16. Um, any of those that I mentioned between Pinnacle, Shadow Ridge, Rinson, and O'Connor, do you think any of them have a chance to to obviously bump one of those teams out? I mean, obviously, they need some help with losses themselves, but um, what's kind of your take on that? Pinnacle has a chance. Uh, yep. And... Uh, a part of it is because their their number isn't so far off from number sixteen, but they've got um, they've got two games against six A uh, top ranked teams. Liberty and Chaparral are both in the playoffs. If they can win one or two of those, um, 
they should be in. If they can win both, they're definitely in. And yeah. just so they've got four games left at uh, against Mountain Ridge versus Shadow Mountain are, are two games that they should be able to win. Uh, and at Liberty and versus Chaparral, if they go three and one in those, or even four and zero, oh, they're in. Um, three and one, maybe, but I think that would probably be enough. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, so yeah, Pinnacle and like I think honestly the most realistic team that would be bounced out probably, probably Red Mountain. I mean Red Mountain I think can beat Skyline. They can beat Dobson. The Mountain View game will be kind of up in the air. I know they did lose by twenty earlier on this season. Now it is hard to beat a team twice. Um, so I guess that one will be interesting. And then they play Sunny Slope, which obviously is going to be a very tough one. But Sunny Slope does have to go on the road. Yeah, there's a so, chance that Red Mountain Mountain View is for um, it potentially a playoff game. Yeah, I agree. Um, let's talk about Mesa though, just for a second here. Uh, I'm going to be seeing them on Thursday night. Um, they are taking on Shadow Ridge. So it should be, it's a very winnable game. They actually, I mean, realistically, Shadow Ridge, Dobson, Westwood, Skyline, they should win out. They should. Um, their only loss is to Gilbert, which is obviously one of the top five A teams. Um, is Mesa a legitimate contender? They are. Um, they, like we said, and like I said, 6A boys, uh, and, and really everything is, there's parody all over. Um, I think that one through maybe 13, you could lose, you could slip up and lose to any of those teams. 13 right now, as we say, it is Desert Vista. Uh, Andrew King's one of the best guards in the AIA. Um, yep. If he goes off on a night and your team is, slips up a little bit, they could beat you. Um so they are a contender, but I wouldn't call them uh, a favorite because it's hard to say that anybody's a favorite. Yeah, and that, that was kind of my next point is I think 6A is so up in the air right now, but I think 5A might be more up in the air than even 6A. Um, we saw a change in the rankings where Centennial got the, uh, the top spot now, and they've had it now for two days. Um, this is a team that you've seen obviously a lot more than me, but in reality between Centennial, Catalina Foothills, Ironwood, who you know very well, um last year's champion gilbert nogales desert mountain i mean how up in the air is the 5a truly well it, it's crazy because ironwood beat centennial that's centennial's one loss and then this weekend centennial came and just absolutely dominated ironwood uh, Catalina yeah. foothills has been great this year gilbert always gives teams problems um and then you go even further down in the ranking sunrise mountain as a d1 kid in colin carey um who rebounds and shoots really well Number 16 is Millennium, uh, let the two-time runner-up um, with a really young but talented squad with the, one of the best coaches in 5A and Ty Amundsen. I mean, all over, there's teams that can win. Willow Canyon's 14, and they're 11-2. and two. They've won 11 games. So, yeah. uh, like you said, it is really up in the air. I think that 6A through uh, 5A and some of the 4A, you could see upsets in the first round. Yeah, 4A I was about to get to. So South Point Catholic, who I think our friend Richard Obert actually tweeted this out. They actually have the longest running undefeated streak, or I guess winning streak, I should say. I think it's probably at like 24 or 25 games right now. It might be a little bit less than that, but they're 12-0, and number one in 4A. I mean, they're pretty much a contender every single year. Right behind them, though, at 12-1 and is St. Mary's. And St. Mary's, 
only loss is Sunday Slope. So the first I mean, game of the year. Yeah, in the first game of the year. So, uh, but then you look at number five, and you've got Paradise Honors, who also almost beat Sunny Slope. Um, the four A conference is just loaded. I mean, in reality, it might come down to, like I said, South Point, St. Mary's, Paradise Honors, and maybe a Coconino team, just depending on you know how they draw with the uh, with the playoff seating and everything, and what matchup they have to face. But, um. I mean, you, you look down the line. I mean, you've got Mesquite at number 12, which, you know, with Eric Lira has been great. You have Saguaro at 15, who has really proven themselves against some of the better teams, but has slipped up a little bit. Um, you know, uh, Desert Edge has been pretty good. They're 9-2. and two. Estrella Foothills is 9-1 and one at number 7. Yep. And Deer Valley is so, a really, really solid team. Deer Valley and Desert play yeah. this week uh, on Friday. We're recording Wednesday. They play on Friday, and I'm going to go see that one. I think that whoever wins that is in a good spot to contend. But I think you're right. I think it's South Point, St. Mary's, and Paradise Honors are the three almost shoe-ins for the Final Four. It would take an upset to knock one of those teams out. Um, and then, yeah, like you said, Coconino, Deer Valley, Desert Edge, um, Maybe Saguaro, maybe Mesquite. One of those teams could, uh, depending on brackets and everything, uh, sneak into that other spot. Yeah, and 3A, we're looking at uh, One Valley Christian. They've held the top spot all year long. I really think they are the team to beat in the 3A conference. Um, 2A, looking at Scottsdale Christian and Rancho Solano Prep as the top two teams. I think that will probably hold. They should. Um, Scottsdale Christian is very, very good. Um Girls basketball has also been kind of, you know, wacky a Real little up. bit. Um, Valley Vista has only played nine games. I'm assuming maybe some cancellations because of COVID. Uh, but they're number one. But separated by literally less than, man, a tenth, I think, in the rating. I mean, is Hamilton at 13-1. and one. So um, both play very difficult schedules. And then you look at Westwood at number three whose only loss is to Valley Vista. And they play Desert Ridge, Kofa, Mesa, a very good Dobson team. That that one I said before might decide the region. And it looks like that might be the case because Dobson's number four right now in, in 6A yep. for girls. So, um, you know, that one's going to be a fun one too. I think I might have to head out there and see that one. But, um, you know, looking a little bit further, Highland lost their first game of the season to Tucson in overtime and they've got mountain point Corona desert Vista left over. So Highland could very well finish 14 and one this year. It'd probably be one of the best seasons since, um, minor Webster was the head coach there who led them to like, I think four state championship wins, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so yeah. So, I mean, Highland is really, I mean, they failed number six though, after the loss to Tucson, which obviously does not help them. Um, but I mean, girls basketball, from 6A, and then you look at 5A, where you've got Castillo, Verado, Sunrise, all with 12 wins. Um, even 4A with, you know, 4A is probably a little bit more, you know, I mean, Seton Catholic's going to be very hard to beat. Then you've got Saguaro from uh, from Tucson. So um, those two teams are very Seton good. But, is, I mean, is the favorite in that one. That's out of the yeah. three big conferences in both boys and girls, Seton Catholic girls is the one that should be um, considered the biggest favorite. Yeah, I think Seton Catholic honestly can be considered the best team in the state. Regardless They're one of, of them. Conference. Yeah. So, I mean, 
really it's kind of weird this year because it's really up in the air on both the boys and girls side for basketball yeah um and, and we didn't talk that much about 5a uh the the official 5a girls rankings hasn't come out yet um but you know uh, Castile's undefeated so they're deservedly number one Verado I covered them uh last week they've got all returning starters from last year and still none of them are seniors which is a crazy um thing next year they'll be all all uh three-year starters and Sunrise Mountain's been on a tear the defending back-to-back champions Millennium is number five um they've got a D1 player in Cassidy Dixon I saw Apollo last night. They're great. Um, they've got uh, they've got a uh, Haley Weathersby who's six one, great center out there, can score and rebound, block shots. Williamsfield is a solid team. Willow Canyon can play. I mean, five yep. eight in girls is going to be a real slugfest. I think. Um, well, Castile hasn't played some of the West Valley teams, but Verado, Sunrise Mountain, and Millennium have all played each other and all you know, switched off beating and losing to each other. And so that's going to be really interesting. Gilbert obviously is up there every single year. Cactus Shadows is having a new great year. It's it's just so much parody. There really is. Um, and, you know, we, we like to show love to soccer, obviously, as well. So looking at soccer really quick, um, in the 6A for boys, San Luis is still holding strong at number one. Um, you know, for those that don't know, San Luis is – in southern arizona i think southeastern arizona pretty small community it's the only school there which is why obviously they have bigger numbers to be a 6a school but i mean they're legit when it comes to soccer um they're eight no right now brophy right behind them obviously one of the favorites at nine oh and one chaparral only has only played six games they're five oh and one i believe the tie was yeah for uh for brophy it was chandler and then for uh, Chaparral, their one tie was against Pinnacle, who is also up there in the rankings. I think they're number, yeah, they're number five. So um, kind of the same thing with basketball. I mean, aside from Brophy maybe being the favorite overall, I mean, everything else, I mean, the first, man, one through 10, only two losses. Then you've got Tucson at five and one at number eleven. I mean, just this year in general. I mean, it's kind of the same way in football too. It's really just so up in the air right now with everything. Like you can't really. I mean, you can put your finger on a favorite, but it's not guaranteed that they would actually win a game. Yeah, you know, win winning the playoffs. I think Brophy should be again the favorite, but San Luis. It's hard to tell because they haven't played any. They've played Hamilton. Um, is really the one Valley team they played, and Hamilton's having a bad year. Uh, yeah. So, and they beat Hamilton, who's normally one of the contenders, but they haven't played some of these other squads yet, and so it's hard to tell how they'd actually match up. But it's hard to it's hard to argue with undefeated. Yeah, exactly. Uh, girl side of things, just to touch on five A really quick, actually on both boys and girls. Castile is number one in both boys and girls. I think they're one of the teams to beat, along with. Probably Campo Verde on both sides, and then even on the girls' side, Sunrise Mountain's number two, uh, and then Millennium's number four, two teams that obviously you would know more than I would about. So, um, But 6A, Perry jumped Pinnacle for the uh, for the top spot this week, um, and Perry's undefeated at 9-0, Pinnacle's at 10-1. Um, then you've got Chaparral, who 
you know, despite being seven to one, you really can't overlook Chaparral. I mean, they've won what, like four state titles in a row, something like yeah, that. Yeah, Perry's, um, like you said, Chaparral should probably be the favorite until they're beat. Perry's senior class this year um, has come up through a lot. They they really were the leaders uh, two years ago when they made the final and got beat by Chaparral um, on a, a kind of a last minute type goal in a really crazy game. Um, it would be great for them to finish off with a win with this squad, um, with these seniors yep. that have done so much. But they're they're super talented. Um, but like you like you said, Chaparral, you win four in a row, you deserve to be um, the favorite until someone knocks you off. Exactly, exactly. Um, March 1st is coming up very quickly, actually Monday. Uh, spring sports are going to start getting going here pretty soon here. I think March... Uh, is it 12th or 17th? One of those two, we actually will have like the first like baseball and softball and volleyball games and everything like that. So um, exciting times. Um, you know, I mean, personally, I love to go out to baseball games because the weather is typically amazing around that time. Uh, but with the start of spring sports also means the the winter sports season's wrapping up. So um obviously eric and i are going to be out at a lot of playoff games it's going to be very exciting especially when it comes to the championship games um we'll kind of see you know what happens i guess um but uh in the meantime thank you all for listening as always uh again 40th episode um we really honestly would not have been able to do without the support from you guys um you guys make us want us you guys make us want to keep doing this every single week and we genuinely have a lot of fun um eric i'm gonna bring it up one more time congratulations on 1000 followers and just in general just you've been killing it and keep it up and you know as as a friend i'm extremely proud of you because you've been doing amazing and like jordan ham mentioned through all the adversity that you've you've personally faced this past year so um great job with that but make sure to give us all follow on twitter at zach Elvira, at e newman rights at azhsfb and at arizona varsity until next week, uh, Eric and I are signing off. I think Lance said in the video that I have 1,025. So maybe if 26 of you unfollow me and <laughs> I get to, I can have 999 and get to 1,000 again, we can re-celebrate. <laughs> All right. We'll, we'll see what happens.